Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Naomi premieres tonight, or you can stream free tomorrow on The CW app. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And if laughter is the best medicine, at West Side movie is the cure for what ails you. Congrats on the Golden Globe for Best Picture Musical Comedy. It's so funny that... This tweet has been deleted. <laughs> the Golden Globes, like, they didn't even have, like, a huge platform for anything, but they managed to do a weird thing on, like, the small platform they did have, you know? The Golden Globes are officially who's. I'm sorry. They went from them to who last night, Sunday night, on Twitter. I mean, I think they went from them to who when they got kicked off the television screens. <laughs> but yes, like, this was the first attempt at the... Uh, it, it, I have to say it's surreal watching an award show normally so filled with glitz, glamour, and stars, and red carpets, and blah, 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 to be mm-hmm. like... To go essentially <laughs> to the critics' choice. No offense to criti- the critics, but like... You know, this is, or the, what's another award show that exists like this, you know? Very. That exists only on, I mean, this is just like, uh, it's the, it's not that it's the Critics' Choice because not that's a choice. real fancy award I know, award you know show. what but, I mean. What's like but, an, but an off, an off. Regional Critics Awards. It's sort sure. of like the LA Film Critics Circle or the New York Film Critics Circle or whatever, the Chicago one. They all exist, but it they're these sort me, of private events. This I know, felt like a private event. It made me sad. I want them to be better. I, I don't want, like. I want them to figure their shit out, right? Mm-hmm. But because this made me sad. It's like pathetic. Like, figure your shit out, you know? It made me sad. <laughs> the tweets made me laugh. The tweets made me laugh, and the winners made me laugh. Like, I laughed when it said, I laughed at the tweets being very clearly templatized, where some of them, they had specific tweets for, they were like, okay, if X wins, we're going to say something funny. But in this category, we're just going to say the same thing regardless. Like, here's one. Every year we see films that make us laugh, cry, think. Films that will be remembered. Congratulations, the power of the dog for taking home Best Picture Drama. Like, any of the Best Picture Drama winners would have gotten that tweet, but some of them it was clear that they just didn't know what to do this one killed me this was like this reminded me of um wayne's world hey i'm in delaware (laughs) was the one for best director (laughs) jane campion takes home the 79th golden globe for best director that's the only they didn't even try to to have like a funny intro hire like one person who's seen like most of these movies to do the tweets on the fly you don't there's no time limit to them you're the one determining no one's watching this live you can't be late right I'm never I'm not going to know what time the award actually went out. It's you're you're the one who like they can't even do this correctly. Do you know what I mean? Well, those tweets made me laugh. And the fact that all this made me laugh and the fact that this was happening at Somewhere. the Beverly Hilton. Was it was it? happening at the Beverly Hilton, yeah. but only the HFPA and quote some recipients of the group's philanthropic grants were there. The stuff that made me sad was when winners we like, winners we have no problems with, won. That's what I feel sad about because, like, you know, they're, like, they're giving awards to people who... So you have, like, the first trans person winning the award for Best Actress, and then she doesn't get to, like... She has to, like, go live on Instagram or whatever to, like, do her... Right, MJ went live on Instagram. And that's, like, sad. And I just feel like... now Now I feel bad because it feels like them not having... The platform means that everything they do is meaning meaningless, right. including the stuff that they're doing where they're trying to, like, you know, have a more diverse group of actors and actresses that they take in account. And 
obviously mm-hmm. pe- like directors and whoever else and just the people on the hfpa because it's like 20 people you know it's like 20 old white people mostly or something whatever the breakdown is it's like there's a lot to be desired when it comes to the breakdown of the hfpas anyway it's like and not to be whatever it, but it seems like a, a easy fix mix up your membership that's all that people ask for you know what i mean yeah stop but people he- stop sending you know rings golden rings stop accepting golden rings as gifts and just change up your membership (laughs) like like it wasn't that not to be whatever but out of all the issues it's like it's a little bit less complicated like just do it you know i mean that's what it seems like from the outside i don't understand why they did anything that they did including the tweets like it's the whole thing seems like a mess. It's, it's when when your entire thing is isolated for Twitter. Shouldn't it be so buttoned up? You have all of this time to prepare. I it was know. still somehow a disaster. Like I know. That's, there weren't even the the uh, potential issues when it comes to live television. Like they had so um, many opportunities to make this easy and seamless. Hire a graphic designer to make the tweets look better. You uh, know, well, like, yeah. Hire some nerd off Letterbox bad. to write your tweets. How hard could this be? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they still this has this gives me no faith for them because like they yeah. still manage to like flop and not have like anyone smart advise them on how to make this like the least embarrassing situation for them. You know, and mm-hmm. it ended up being like of course embarrassing. <laughs> No, exactly. That's right. And I saw these, these killed me. I pasted these and these two tweets from the Golden Globe Awards at Golden Globes. Which, <laughs> just think about the fact that the Golden Globes have now been relegated to a Twitter account called at Golden Globes. But two tweets in the middle said, to present the Golden Globes for best screenplay and best actress in a limited TV series or movie at JD's programs directors at Pen America Los Angeles. It's like, present who to what to where? Where where are these presentations happening? And then Larry LeBeau, executive director at NFMLA, is here to present our next two awards. Camera emoji, trophy emoji. Did you notice Ariana DeBose is doing SNL? Yeah, I saw that. Which is like... And Ariana DeBose is a who? interesting i would say in that movie that would not be the person that i would go to to do the snl but it also is interesting because really? clearly yes really the theatrical person who that no least, one's like, ever heard of no one's ever heard of any of them but ansel elgort like, rachel ziegler should clearly be the person ariana debose is the one that has the most oscar buzz ariana debose has more oscar buzz than rachel ziegler I think, uh, do you think point. that anybody watching snl cares about oscar buzz bobby those are not that's not a venn diagram that but crosses I, no but i understand the people who book snl do and the people who um are working on the west side story side of things do but i'm saying it is the most glaring like who is this person vibe i just feel like there could have been even i'm sorry rita moreno hosting which would have been amazing was a better decision like to make more sense than well if she is actually the front runner of winning best supporting actress then i i totally get it but there is going to be i've already seen a lot of like who is this person well then what is no offense have her win the oscar first then put her as host you know what i mean Give her yeah. that bump. Let if that bump's happening, which like I also have faith that like that bump's gonna happen. Let her win, and then there's buzz around who is she, and then let her host SNL. I'm just saying they're setting her up to be like, who is this person? It feels like a little bit messy on purpose in the way that could be avoided. That's my take. Well, at least she won her Golden Globe online. Also, <laughs> right? her 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 Golden Globe speech, which was a tweet retweeted by the Golden Globe Awards, was um in the form of a quote tweet 
that began with Lean on Me, this talented actress is being recognized for her incredible contribution to West Side Story. And Lean on Me, which... What's Lean on Me? A friend... It was like, oh, Lean on Me is not in the movie West Side Story. It's but from... I guess it was just... Fr- it's They're just using the song because she is a supporting actor. What? Lean not on e- Me. What? It's not like Lean on Me is a lyric from a West Side Story song. No, they're just not. saying Lean on Me as though it's Lean on Me... You know, Wait, I'm a supporting that's... actor. Lean on me. So, what else could that mean, right? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Anyway, Ariana's quote tweet acceptance speech sort of called out the Golden Globes for all the for the reasons that it was relegated to an online event this year. She said there is still work to be done, but when you've worked so hard on a project infused with blood, sweat, and tears and love, right. Having the work seen and acknowledged is always going to be special. Thank you. Of so, course. like. She's like, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to take it. I will not be photographing myself holding this Golden Globe when it comes in the mail via like laser ship or whatever. But like, oh, it's never arriving. Nice. <laughs> it's never getting there. Laser ship's about to leave that Golden Globe like on the on the stoop. <laughs> laser ship takes a photo of the Golden Globe on Ariana DeBose's oh stoop. She opens up the door. Nothing's there. When you order something and you see it's coming via, via laser ship, you might as well call the company before and be like, I'm, this never showed up. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't begrudge shipping companies at this point in the pandemic. Your I don't care. bucket of salt, God knows where that ended up. Like, who knows? That's like the, the Malden salt I got it. Bucket. You gave me the bucket yeah, of salt. The original bucket that I ordered, it's probably like lining somebody's stairs to like keep the snow away. You know what I mean? Oh, you lost the bucket of salt first? We did a white elephant gift exchange a few weeks ago <laughs> and i won the bucket of salt and it was Lindsay's gift and it's a huge bucket of malden salt and i love it it's a great thank you so much that's a great not to like give it away if you end up doing one but it's a great white elephant gift because who doesn't want a bucket of malden fancy malden salt it's gonna last me forever even if somebody who doesn't even really know what that is you're like oh it's fancy salt like people will always appreciate it you know what i mean i'm gonna go i'm gonna next time it snows i'm gonna go out onto the sidewalk like (laughs) holding a champagne flute and salt my soup with malden salt with malden salt from the bucket and be like oh good evening everyone you're joking but i (laughs) don't mind me i swear to god some one of my many beautiful neighbors definitely has it has the bucket and is doing that (laughs) (laughs) anyway the golden globes happened they are a who now but they clearly want to still be a them like there's there's something happening here, and I, I hate like having to really squeeze our terminology into a conversation like this. But it's like, <laughs> Too I didn't know the Golden Globes were happening. I completely forgot until suddenly I saw people tweeting. When I saw the tweets from the Golden Globes account, I thought it was a parody account. It took me a second to realize, oh, wait, the Golden Globes are happening. Oh, wait, this is an actual account, you know? Like, I... It would have been fun for Ariana DeBose to get up there and everyone applauds and they're like, oh, she's probably going to win an Oscar. That's cool. Or for Cody Smith McPhee to go up on stage and everyone goes, who the fuck is this? You know, like Thank that. You. Yes, that's fun. That is fun. You can separate. Will Smith goes up and farts whenever he wins best you actor, can, you know, you can separate the like what happened to them was valid and they have a lot of shit they need to get together and do. From, Mm. wow, the Golden Globes used to be a really fun award show. And live award shows themselves are fun and few and far between at this point. So, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't know what to tell you. But, like, that's my my two minds about it. And it sucks that they gave awards to people who were deserving and would have liked to have a little moment. And their moment ended up being a a retweet. And it's like, right, you know, or an Instagram live. Fuck, you know? It sucks. It sucks. (laughs) However, however, however... 
I think that everyone who won who could have benefited from having the spotlight on them for a little bit last night is doing fine. You know, like... Oh, of course they're doing fine. Like, I'm Cody, sure. Rachel, Ariana, MJ, Jane Campion, they're all doing fine. Like, and I think they will be doing fine. Who will recognize <laughs> Jane Campion? No, they're all doing fine. That's not the point. <laughs> Jane Campion was outside the hall, the Beverly Hilton just like knocking on the door for two Love hours waiting for someone to answer. <laughs> hello. Hello. I can't. Hello. <laughs> I can't do New Zealand. <laughs> Whatever happened inside the Beverly Hills Hotel last night, I would love to know like who was there. Like what kind of dinner was this? Did they do like takeout? Was it just like a bunch of these people at a long table? What was going on in there? You know? They were definitely drinking. I'll tell you that much. They were definitely shithouse. They're clearly not giving it up. So figure it out. <laughs> you know? Figure it out. God. And, and I would like to think that this huge disaster means that the Oscars are really going to step up and say, oh, we can't have something as bleak as either A, Oscars 2021, or B, Golden Globes 2022. <laughs> but the Oscars always find a new way to fuck things up. So I actually shouldn't expect anything from them. I don't, um, think, I don't think it gets worse than this. Sorry. It can't. You know who needs to plan the Oscars 2022? Who? Julia Fox and Kanye West. <laughs> That's something I would watch. A creative team for the ages. Presented by Balenciaga and Gap. I mean. The Oscars. To be fair, like, the money. The, the, the money, the budget they would have. <laughs> to, I mean, <laughs> the attention. I was furious when Julia Fox dropped her, you know, one paragraph essay on dating Kanye West. On seven days of dating Kanye West on Interview Magazine, the night we taped. I can't believe that. We but weren't going to so get on the mic because, come on. But, like, how dare she wait till we had taped to release this Interview Magazine, which, by the way, a format I had yet to see. I mean... <laughs> This is new. This is new. When I saw the link, I said, oh, interesting. She interviewed him. This is what this was. No. It was a set. No. It was them hanging out so she could have a conversation with him for Interview Magazine. And what, what we thought was dating was just that hangout. Not at all. No. Actually, uh -oh. it's a whole new format, which is <laughs> which is Interview Magazine lets Julia Fox write two paragraphs about meeting Kanye West a week ago. And then there's a two photo paragraphs. shoot of them. No, seriously. Like, so this is an episode this about new formats. Happen? The Golden Globes and Interview Magazine experimenting with new formats. Here's the thing. I don't think we'll – I think it's up it, – it, only we would be asking this question. Only people who work in media would be asking this question, and I'd love mm -hmm. to know the answer. But whoever um, commissioned this, how did it work? Mm -hmm. Were they Are they friends with Julia, and did they just text her and say, like, what's going on? Like, will you will – you, let's get it together. Is this publicity? Is this, is this PR for Balenciaga, as a lot of people are saying? The Yeezy mm -hmm. Balenciaga Gap – promo thing was announced a few days after this came out um and it would make sense that this was like a, f a fashion editorial that goes with the publicity of them kind of hanging out and him taking photos of her wearing those balenciaga thong pants which if those come back in style i'm gonna kill myself but that's a whole other thing <laughs> i mean it to me it reeks of just like one personal connection with someone at it, it interview does. and right. Julia Fox. It's as and it was like, as that. hey, do you want photographs, really nice photographs of yourself and Kanye? And can you provide two paragraphs? And she was like, absolutely. But it you also know, like, reeks of fashion PR, this, no? I this, mean, just putting it together. 
I guess, but I guess the point is this reeks of something that was planned over text message. And by text message, I mean something that was planned between two people who were pretty close. In case anyone missed it, should we do a reading of the date night? Because it's only two paragraphs. Pretty funny. It's two paragraphs. Yeah, we should do a reading of it. Do you want to do the first paragraph or the second paragraph? (laughs) Okay, I'll do the first. I think I have to do it as like a VIP list girly because... For, and the the it, the two main characters of this are Julia Fox and Kanye West, but the third main character is Carbone, because mm-hmm. they just keep going to Carbone. Like Kanye yeah. West, I think has had pasta every night for the past three weeks at this point, either in Miami or New York. Every night, yeah. just a new pasta. Like Gigi Hadid is gasping at how often they're having her favorite meal. Remember how it's Gigi Hadid's yeah. favorite pasta? Wait, I forgot. I uh, we didn't mention this. What? This is actually sort of interesting. Okay, I'll be the judge. The the photographer. So the byline on Interview Magazine, I never clicked the photographer. I'm such an idiot. Like we have like pages and pages of stuff here and I never clicked the photographer. Okay, click. I'm clicking. Kevin Levia. Leva. Kevin Leva, excuse me. Kevin Leva. When you click him and you see like other contributions to interview, this is his first one. And like there's nothing... Uh, like there's practically no record of this guy on the internet so that's more personal that's more sort of that's more evidence to me that this was thrown together through personal relationships where like this photographer knows julia fox and maybe knows someone at interview and pitched this like okay not only does he not exist on interview he doesn't exist anywhere anywhere part of me is like is kevin levia leva like kanye like if you oh wait oh my god it's a fucking acronym it's an acronym wait oh my god kevin leva if you pull god wordle brain uh if you pull kanye out take away the k okay take away the a take away the n okay take away the y take away the e Uh uh-huh then what's left evil kanye (laughs) fuck this fuck this fuck this you fuck this it's evil kanye but there's an extra v so (laughs) evil kanye kanye took the photos kanye leva isn't a real yeah like kevin leva is not kevin leva is evil kanye okay has anyone else noticed this (laughs) i don't know but it's now funny because now when i see kevin leva i'm like all i see is kanye no one, I searched Twitter for Kevin Leva, evil Kanye. No one has tweeted anything about this. You heard it here first. Kevin, Kevin Leva is evil Kanye. Sorry. But there's an extra V. There's an extra V, but I think that's fine. That's to throw you off. It's like the Zodiac Killer did that. He'd throw you off you, with a couple of extra letters in his, always in his cryptograms. It. You love to talk about fucking Zodiac. The Zodiac Killer? Yeah. I mean, talking about Julia Fox and Kanye West, I think the Zodiac Killer fits right in. <laughs> okay, so moving on. You do, it, you do paragraph one. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to do it in the voice of the VIP list girl because I do feel like Julia Fox like is like like psychically um, related to them, you mm-hmm. know? Okay. Mm-hmm. I met <laughs> oh god I met, <laughs> I met yay in miami on new year's eve and it was an instant connection his energy is so fun to be around he had me and my friends laughing dancing and smiling all night we decided to keep the energy going and fly back to new york city to see slave play yay's flight landed at six and the play was at seven and he was there on time she wasn't with him on the plane. I was impressed. <laughs> was she not invited on the plane? Okay, whatever. Fine. She got, she got, he got Julia like 
Delta Mint. And he was like, I'm taking a private jet. You can take Delta Mint or JetBlue Mint. After the play, we chose to do dinner at Carbone, which is one of my favorite restaurants. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Sorry, so that, that last sentence really is VIP list, girls. I'm not quite over the sentence, we decided to keep the energy going and fly back to New York City to see Slave play. Because nothing says, let's keep the energy going like seeing Slave play. Well, okay. there's nothing more glitzy and glamour than Jeremy O'Harris right now in New York City, baby. As we talked about in last episode, they knew, oh, let's go hook up with like the freaking talk of the town in New York. He happens to have a show on Broadway. Let's go see it. I cut part of our conversation in oh. which I... <laughs> guess that Jeremy went to dinner with them. And I was like, you and did, you were like, and you well, were there's right. no evidence that Jeremy went you to dinner right. with them. And I was like, I know there's no evidence, but why wouldn't he? And so I cut it because I didn't want to say something that like, whatever. And he was definitely fucking at dinner with them because he's in the photos. Okay. Well, he, anyway, right, paragraph he two. Okay. You have to read this now. At the restaurant, <laughs> Ye directed an entire photo shoot for me while people dined. The whole restaurant loved it and cheered us on while it was happening. After dinner, Ye had a surprise for me. I mean, I'm still in shock. Ye had an entire hotel suite full of clothes. It was every girl's dream come true. It felt like a real Cinderella moment. I don't know how he did it or how he got it all there in time, but I was so surprised. Like, when does like, <laughs> like, who does things like this on a second date or any date? Everything with us has been so organic. <laughs> okay, that. I don't know where things are headed, but if this is any indication of the future, I'm loving the ride. Okay, I'm sorry, but the sentence, everything with us has been so organic, is like the most, it's like a, it's like the best joke I've ever heard. I mean, it's the, the whole, least organic thing I've ever heard in my life. This is the least, or and the more you read this and the more we talk about this, the more I think the conspiracy, because I didn't believe it at first, but Aaron, our friend Aaron suggested it as well as much as like a lot of the people on, a lot of people online have suggested it too, is that this is some sort of Balenciaga promo. And now I'm like, it, it, it just like yes. screams promo, you know? We can quote the Nomi Fry. New Yorker article in a second because her conspiracy theory I think is really I mean how could you deny it at this point but like these photos are so funny to me because Kanye there's something about Kanye dressing a person like photos of Kanye in a hallway with a person that he has dressed up like a doll I mean let's be real a always woman. make a it woman. seem it's like it's always a woman a woman it's always <laughs> okay. a woman a person it's it a woman. always the, the woman he is fucking or um, yeah right Exactly. Like, don't these photos look like Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise are about to knock on the door and say, are we late for the party? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like Eyes Wide Shut Fives? <laughs> yeah. You but know I mean, what I mean? Like, It's just funny. There's something I think so eerie about these photos. Kanye still wants you to remember that he made Kim the second coming of who she is. Like, the fat when yes. you see Kim in all black again all black balenciaga at christmas and you're like oh everyone's serving god knows what but kim is still serving this like minimalist balenciaga thing that's mm -hmm. like all kanye and he wants you to, he wants i think to remind you as much like yes. that's the it, it's it's as much as this is promo i think he wants to make her jealous like it works on multiple levels and he also yeah. wants to remind her like without me without me you're nothing right and and i think that's so untrue clearly that's untrue but i think that's his kind of message right like you're yeah. replaceable i can just dress another woman up to look like you at this point you know and look look what i've done for her reputation in 24 hours <laughs> 
I mean, this woman did go from screaming about her ex in multiple, multiple, multiple Instagram stories uh, to this in a matter to of this. days. Like, ex who at this point? Like, we're never going to hear about that ex again. I was very, oh, he's doing this to make Kim jealous for a long time. But it's almost like at this point, it all, it's very follow the money. You know, I think the Balenciaga theory makes more sense than Kanye is trying to make Kim jealous, you know? Yeah, well, it's, but it's all, it's all, now I'm kind of like, at first I was like, it had to be either or, but now I'm like, it's all connected. It's all this, it's all the same bullshit. But the, the timing with his Balenciaga Gap collection, the fact that his only post on Instagram is a section from his contract with Balenciaga and Gap, where he's like, I am going to, I'm, I'm a part of this now. Like this is my, this is my duty and basically singular duty. If you believe his Instagram at this point, because it's the only thing on it. Um, and I'm going to quote Nomi on the New Yorker. It says, compared to Kardashian, who is perhaps the most famous woman in the world, Fox seems accessible and West's choice to dress her seems not unlike his move to serve as the bridge between Balenciaga and the gap, sending the message that a certain kind of lifestyle is achievable for the average person. And yet the whole affairs over the topness, its quickness, its cheerful publicness, its obvious links to branded content seems in a way more frank than a seemingly more spontaneous celebrity coupling such as Kardashian and Davidson's. It's like, wow, when you think about it, Julia Fox works as a brand ambassador for this version of Balenciaga that Gap and Kanye West are trying to create. It's, it's like, like oh my god, this fashion. is business. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's 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 the ultimate in and like she's street remember style. when Kim modeled remember when Kim and her family modeled oh, Kanye Yeezy yeah. via paparazzi photos on their vacation mm-hmm. and she took she had them take the photos of her and then she bought the photos or whatever and then she used them mm-hmm. they used them as like announcing the new clothes yeah. like it's just the next version of that like you know this is you can't argue it's not smart <laughs> because it mm-hmm. works every single time you know and and i think and the other point that i highlighted here that is so true is that even if and i think that's very likely even if Kanye is completely playing Julia Fox and is using her for his own benefit, not just to get back at Kim, but to make money via she his connection. Care. And she right. doesn't give a shit. She doesn't give a shit. She's just like, ooh, attention. I she's love this. She's literally, I'm telling you, she's literally days off of go uh, off of people online being like, what is going on with Julia Fox? Like she is going she, off on Instagram about her ex-husband or whatever in a way that is kind care. of weird and bad. It's like, that yeah. turned around from that is like the craziest vibe. <laughs> if you stripped the the business opportunities out of both relationships, because every relationship can be branded. I don't care if it was based on love to begin with. The relationship could be branded if it needed to be. I think that Kim and Pete are having a better time like interpersonally <laughs> than Julia Fox and Kanye West. Like I believe the Kim and Pete relationship more than I believe the, I guess, longevity of the Kanye-Julia relationship. Julia and Kanye make Pete and Kim look like high school sweethearts at this point I'm, yeah, in terms of truly, authenticity. Yeah. Like, Pete mm-hmm. and like I believe that like each other's that first. Kim met Pete Davidson at SNL. They did the little skit together. He made her laugh. She said, "This is a fun vibe. This guy's hot. Like this mm-hmm. guy's like known for dating girls. He must have a big dick. Like that must that's fun. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? Girls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-huh. like we'll be talked about. This works on multiple levels. He's fun. He's yeah. young. He's cool or whatever. And they got together. It like makes sense. This on the other. This is a. This is a zodiac killer. Like equation riddle of you know the riddler vibes of mm-hmm. 
get together. I don't believe that anyone who dates Kanye is having fun at this point, but like that's just my take. There was the who did we put it in here? We texted about it. Where is it? What? Where did the cat the cat Marnell, another New York City socialite party scene girly is in here? Went Wait, to high school. Not. Has been has been friends with Julia Fox since they were both teenagers. The nightlife reporter, the going out reporter, Brock Collier at the at New York Magazine reached out to Julia Fox and like Kat Marnell and all these people and they all like gave quotes <laughs> because mm-hmm. like everyone's just like around, you know? Barack reaches out to Kat Marnell and Kat Marnell says, Julia Fox is doper than Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West combined. She's a legitimate sorceress. She's the Michael Jordan of vixens. She's devastating like a hurricane. If she became a legit minivan majority known household name as is happening now, it will be the greatest thing to ever happen in my lifetime. I fucking love that bad bitch. Julia Fox is Camille Paglia's wet dream. Fox herself texted me, quote, Amazing. the overall message is, a, is that if you're in a toxic relationship, get out of it because you never know who or what could be waiting on the other side. Heart emoji. I do love that vibe because whatever you interpret that to mean, oh, true love, oh, true money, I, oh, my. Oh, rebound. Uh, yeah, but, but not even like in terms of like getting it in or finding love, just finding a new business opportunity. Like mm-hmm. she really did come out the other side so quickly and so uh, successfully. I mean, the last buzz around Julia Fox was like Uncut Gems, which admittedly she was great in. But since then, it's been kind of like a vague, like, we all thought this girly was like going, what was the next thing for her? And it didn't end up being as big of a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's she's she had a Florence Pugh vibe, but then like, it was like, what? Okay. You know, she's done some yeah. things, but not nothing too crazy. Nothing too big. It really is just a perfect storm of people who have been on the precipice of their 15 minutes of fame for 20 years Mm. uh like julia fox has just because of her situation as like a new york city nightlife gal and being connected to the media like the fact that it's both a media story yeah it's fascinating like a 15 minutes of fame who is she he's one of the biggest names on the planet relationship is really Fun. And I think that's why it's getting everyone also, from every angle. The idea that Interview Magazine was on its last legs a year ago or something, like being sold, yeah, being folded. bought, being folded, like, and now, and still has the power like this. It just shows the discrepancy between uh, the money making in media, but the power of media. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, this, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they, they pay people no money there. They're, they're basically out of business all the time. And yet they're still able to to create culture and move shit. It's like, where's the disconnect there? It shows how fucked up the, the... power of brand equity and brand recognition. It's like, it's exactly Kanye like the Golden Globes. should be paying Globes. Interview Magazine, is what exactly. I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's the truth. And it's like the Golden Globes, even though the Golden Globes have been, com- their reputation has been destroyed because of their actions and inactions, we know the name Golden Globe. So it still has power when you win one. I just find it frustrating because I see the power of these like media properties and how they fit exactly into the puzzle. And the puzzle is made of gold, right? And yet they're <laughs> floundering, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And it's su- it sucks to me. It sucks to me. Not that I'm like team us weekly like whatever but i'm like team interview magazine no one would be talking about this shit without that platform you know yeah i cannot believe kevin leva is evil kanye <laughs> absolutely evil kanye evil kanye v evil kanye evil, the fifth you know maybe it's evil versus kanye evil versus kanye or he spells evil with two v's evil with two v's but that's fucking evil kanye when did they announce that that was going to be over 
like around this time, I feel like. And then the last episode aired in the fall. Ugh, um, I'm going to miss Keeping Up. I've been watching Keeping Up since it first came out in like 2007 when like watching it was embarrassing. Yeah, me and Julia are OG are like diehard Kardashian OG. fans. Like we yeah. watched season one, episode one as it aired. Like yeah. there was no press around them. No one knew who they were. Like I was watching it like season premiere. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like very embarrassing to be a Kardashian fan. I like wanted fan. them to be my family. Yeah, no, they are my family. They are. They are. My family. <laughs> they are my family. Like Love I'm the biggest Kardashian stan, and I have been since 2007, and nothing will stop that. Like nothing. I just, I just have like um, it's not even like oh my god, I'm obsessed with them. It's like I don't know how to explain my obsession with them. It's I mean, not it, like it, you feel like yes, you I know am obsessed them. with them, but yeah, it's not like oh, I idolize this person. I want to be her. I want to have her clothes. It's like a different kind of obsession. Yeah, do you know what I mean? No, I for sure, for sure. Obviously, I, there's some things it. that they own that I like. I'm like, I wish I owned those clothes, but it's not like a typical like fan and celebrity like obsession. It's like a yeah, it's like it's a, a different relationship. Yeah, it's a it's a deeper one. It's a family. Yeah, it's a it's family. A bond. Yeah, it's like you're happy for them when something like yeah. Happen. I just feel like Chris is my mom. And those are my sisters. This is an ad. We're doing a long segment, so I just have to say this is an ad. What are the FCC rules at this point? If we say ad, you either can decide you want to skip or you're like, oh, this is one of their CW ones. It could be interesting because maybe I'll want like, to watch the show and this will give me more like context for that. We only do this for the CW because they've somehow looked at the show and said hooligans really overlap with our ideal CW viewers. And I think that that's a compliment. Well, also, we've introduced you to some pretty good shows. Riverdale? That show's still on. All American, still on. Everything Lucy Hale has ever done. <laughs> Everything Lucy Hale has ever done. Some of those aren't on anymore, but whatever. You love Lucy Hale now. She's literally a main character of this podcast. We have at least a passing grade of a track record going on here. And I think that this is a notch that I think is just going to improve our passing grade. How about that? Mm. There's a new show on CW called Naomi and it premieres tonight and it's part of the DC universe. It's mostly who's in this cast. Honestly, mostly Nas. There's only two thems involved. And the two thems who are involved are Ava DuVernay <laughs> in, in the creative department and, and Superman. Superman. <laughs> like as a character, as an imaginary figure, you know? Well, having seen the pilot, what's actually sort of funny and confusing about this is that Superman is a them in the world of Naomi, but they all think that he's fake because Naomi runs a Superman fan blog. Could anyone be more relatable than Naomi? She's like Ana de Armas updates. Ana de Armas is real. Superman is fake, but also real in this world. She believes that Superman is real because I think Superman is real. But again, I've only seen the pilot. The point is she's a stan. The idea of like, you know, meeting your favorite star. That's like kind of what this show brings about. A comic book fan who has a blog is like faced with maybe meeting their hero. It's based on a comic book called Naomi Season 1, which came out in 2019. She's a very new entrant into the DC universe, okay? Yeah. So the thing about Naomi is, yes, we're making it seem like this is literally a show, a comic book about a girl who runs a fan blog. (laughs) No, she gets powers. (laughs) Look, she has a fan blog, yes. But is that her number one power, being a stan? Maybe. That's a good power. (laughs) You could argue that stans have a lot of power and they're powerful. (laughs) The point is, wielding fans is not the power that you are watching this show for. I think we've done a very bad job characterizing this. It's not about someone who runs Ana de Armas updates. (laughs) She is a superhero. She gets powers. This is like, it's funny because in our mind, the most impressive thing is that she has a great stan blog, but like actually (laughs) the show cannot be run that way. It is, she does get powers. This is why our pitch to the CW about a Stan Army general <laughs> did not get greenlit. But we'll keep pitching it. 
Okay, back to Naomi. It stars Casey Walfall, who is so new, so new to the scene that there's only one 10 things you don't know about Casey Walfall on the internet. She was in Army Wives, like, as a kid. So she's not mm -hmm. technically new, new, but in terms of, like, a big role, like, she kind of came, quote-unquote, out of nowhere to most people who maybe meet her via this show. TV Overmind did a 10 things you didn't know, and I have to say it's weak. We could have done a better job. We just didn't get the opportunity. Number one is she's only 16, which is not only relevant for one year. <laughs> Next year, she'll be 17. My favorite two things on this 10 Things You Didn't Know About Casey Walfall are two things that anyone who writes a 10 Things You Didn't Know About someone hates, but they have to put in. Number four, she's not very active on social media, which is like, God damn it, we're not getting any new things to know about uh -huh. this person. And number 10, she hasn't done many interviews. <laughs> <laughs> not useful for us. But you skipped number six, which is she likes to read. <laughs> problem with number six is they don't actually say a good book that she's read. It just says she likes to read. It doesn't really prove it. It says Casey has always been the kind of person who loves to learn new things. Always? You just said you don't know anything about but, her. But <laughs> okay, I have to say this writer only is working with what we have to work with, which isn't much. You know, she's also scraping the bottom of the barrel because Casey is a newcomer and hasn't done a ton of interviews yet. Well, my problem with this is that they should really only do five. So I feel sorry for this writer who has said, do 10 things to know about Casey Walfall. And she's like, I'm not getting more than five. And they're like, I'm sorry, you need 10. Who else is in this show? Mary Charles Jones, who is playing her friend in the show. And this person... This person has the truest of child star vibes. <laughs> Did you see who her sister is? Her sister is the daughter from We Bought a Zoo. I'm sorry, that's an iconic child role. <laughs> You're telling me that she's that connected to Hollywood royalty? Her younger sister is the daughter from We Bought a Zoo, Maggie Elizabeth Jones. I always thought you needed five things to know about someone, but occasionally you only need one. <laughs> But we don't have to go to the cast. They're all like new whatever. But there are two legitimate bona fide who's here. Two who's. The first one is somebody I am weirdly obsessed with, which who is Barry Watson. The only reason I'm obsessed with him is because of his short-lived show, What About Brian? Which was an entire show based on the premise that all this good stuff was happening to people around Brian. Everybody was like, what about Brian? And he was like, yeah, what about me? I find it... <laughs> alarming how often you bring up the show what about brian sorry like it just feels like a show that shouldn't have existed also in terms of like the cw's casting vibes he's a perfect cast because they love to cast a nostalgic dad figure like a freddie prince jr like a they love to take like a nostalgic figure from our from where we're younger and make them like the father you know it's it's just a genius move so i appreciate that who's the other who this is somebody you're obsessed with my number one favorite who in this show and honestly in life. <laughs> no offense to anyone here, but like you can't beat Stephanie March. And here's why. Stephanie March was not in the episode that I've seen. But the reason I will keep watching this show is You're because Stephanie, Stephanie March, March will at one point appear. <laughs> <laughs> this is just goes to show you. So I was when I was visiting my dad for his birthday fairly recently. Wow, a personal story involving A personal Stephanie story March. in Spawn. This is again an ad. Okay. But my dad was talking about Bobby Flay, specifically beat Bobby Flay. He said something about, like, how he's got kind of an ego on him. I wonder, like, if he's a nice guy in person. And I was like, well, the only thing I know about Bobby Flay is that he cheated on some woman from Law & Order at one point, allegedly. And she flew a plane that said cheater over his Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony. And my dad was like, what? <laughs> Can you repeat that? And I had to explain <laughs> to my parents one of the greatest scandals of all time, which is that Bobby Flay allegedly cheated on Stephanie March, who is one of the stars of CW's Naomi. And in retaliation, Stephanie March allegedly, and has never admitted to this, flew or hired someone to fly a plane carrying a Ugh. banner that said cheater behind him so that every photo Ugh. of Bobby Flay getting a star Incredible. on the Walk of Fame Incredible. had a sign that said cheater in the blue sky behind him. Everybody will remember. Nobody will forget. This is one of the greatest <laughs> moments of tabloid media, tabloid journalism, it really right? It is. And what does she have now? 
What? A new role on the show, Naomi, which we're doing an ad yeah. for right now. Stephanie March stays winning. Mm-hmm. Bobby Flay? Who cares? Beat him? She already did. <laughs> Trying to beat Bobby Flay? Well, Stephanie March already did. But we are done. Enough about Stephanie March. Enough about Casey Walfall. Enough about Naomi. But you can watch it on The CW Tuesdays at 9, 8 central or stream free next day on The CW app. Speaking of fashion... <laughs> Since we're 35 minutes in and you're going to have to keep every single minute of that. Wait, I am because I'm editing. You are. You are. You're editing. I think Dylan Minnette's cute little t-shirt sweater is so cute. <laughs> that's the thing that's offending me most about this, this story. Is the, just, this is just like Barbara Streisand effect t- times a million because not only would I not have cared, would not have noticed, did not see these photos, wouldn't have sought them out. <laughs> Would have assumed that anything like oh, this you, happened. You weren't seeking out photos of Jack Quaid and Dylan Minnette on the scream red carpet? Well, just funny because it's like Dylan Minnette tweeted uh, to everyone absolutely demolishing me for underdressing to the scream premiere red carpet. It was on premiere. Our premiere was sadly canceled. Of course, I would have dressed for the occasional premiere. Sillies continued. This was a standard press junket day where there's no pressure on dress code. And there was a group of fo- a group photo being taken midday with one photographer. I also had no idea that this is like, come on. I also had no idea there'd be a red carpet. And that's also just very unfortunate video, LOL. Also, it was a sweater shirt, not a T-shirt. So, like, tongue out face. Tongue out. Gotta emotion. say, you you overspeak, man. We do not need this many words on this. You are protesting too much. You're clearly disappointed in yourself for showing up in a T-shirt. Sorry, mm-hmm. a sweater T-shirt. A sweater T-shirt. I mean, he is. He's he stands out because all the other people who are in, like there's only there's there's only three dresses. Everyone else in the cast. Everyone. Can we get this guy a blazer from like the? They're all wearing blazers. <laughs> He's just blazer wearing... season. It's like Courtney's blazer looks amazing. Courtney looks amazing. Nev's blazer looks amazing. Like everyone's in a blazer except two people in dresses, and he shows up in a sweater t- t-shirt. But the thing about his outfit is it. He's dressed for the occasion. He's just not dressed like everyone else. He doesn't I look mean, sloppy. He doesn't look... He's wearing like a nice shirt. He's wearing his gold chain. He's wearing nice shoes, nice pants. It's just clearly TikTok comments and Twitter comments got to him in a way that they shouldn't have. When you look at the group photo, <laughs> he does look so stupid. I'm sorry. Like, everybody looks like glamorous. Like, could we put a coat on this guy? Like, a jacket, anyone's jacket. Like, step up. Please give this guy, like, a little bit of... Uh, how about a, just throw, like... How about a funky a, a, shoe, you know? Like, you know, even they even got David Arquette in fucking a suit. That guy... A cute plaid suit. Like, even he got... Even they got him into a suit. With risers. <laughs> Courtney looks like amazing. Like, platform, platform Oxfords, Oxfords. Courtney looks incredible nev's suit is amazing they look amazing and that's but that's what's funny about this is that like everyone looks fucking amazing reading the tweets i'd be like give him a break clearly he is very moved by it but then you look at the photo and you're like okay come on he really does look like he's just wearing a t-shirt and the rest of them are wearing like gorgeous clothes (laughs) i like timmy's theory when he sent us this a few days ago his theory was him going off on this for no reason makes me think he's the killer. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's a good theory because it's like, why does he think all eyes are on him? No eyes are on him until he tweeted this. But he has, um, his his fame is very Dylan O'Brien-y. He's got that, he's Mm -hmm. got that, what was he, was he on Teen Wolf too? What was he? He's 13 Reasons Why is the big thing that he was on. Well, he's got that fandom that is like obsessed with him in a way that is just kind of a little bit annoying. Like, Uh who would say like, why are you wearing this? YA Netflix fame. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I get the, I get 
whatever. And Meanwhile, Jack Quaid's next to him, and he's like, I don't have that problem. I have Amazon The Boys fame, which is which, a completely different beast. Which, no one way, cares about Amazon The Boys. Okay, I watch Amazon The Boys. It's good. Did you know that? Yeah. All I see are, like, people, media, Twitter people being like, The Boys is actually great. And it's like, that must be a nice place to be. Here's another reason why Jack Quaid doesn't need this is because his parents are Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah. He literally is like, why am I here? It must be like, it's nice to be here. You know, he's yeah. good, but he, it's, it's unreasonable that he's good, but he is good. Jack Quaid, in my it's opinion. Unreasonable. It's unreasonable that he's good. Do you good. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. It's uh, hot parents also. Would I rather be the killer or be killed by Ooh. Ghostface? Right. And it's and I think both are sort of a win-win if you're in a scream movie, yeah. to be honest, yeah. or just to live through a bunch of movies too. That's also a win. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's like a certain um, charm to both. I would say. Let's move on to something entirely different. So Joanna, we talked about this in the Patreon that Joanna and Chip Gaines finally launched their Magnolia Network, and without repeating ourselves. Basically, the Magnolia Network is a rebranded DIY channel, a cable channel that's sort of an HGTV competitor. We're allowed to repeat ourselves from the Patreon to here if it's relevant. Because sometimes, like, conversations can start there and then they, like, become relevant to here. Right. We didn't talk about this, though. So we talked we talked a long time about, like, what the deal is with the Magnolia Network and why are they doing this. And ultimately, the answer is money. Clearly, making a TV channel is harder than they thought because this is a huge flop. It's a huge flop. So what they did when they launched the Magnolia Network, it took them a long time. It was announced like a little over a year ago. They uh, they released some of the shows early on Discovery Plus before the Magnolia Network launched. And then they had to say like, okay, we're going to inherit some shows from the DIY network like This Old House and a couple other like house renovation shows that are just like old and we have plenty of content in the it's library curation. or whatever. It's like curation, and now, you know? Exactly. Now the other half you have to come up with that's new. That's just the Magnolia Network. So like network. ask so, your friends, hire some people, figure it out. Yeah. This one began with a DM. So literally, according to the these people, Andy and Candace, a lot of things. Andy and Candace Meredith, jo- Joanna Gaines, one half of Fixer Upper Fame, uh, one half of you know the the kings and the king and queen of Waco, Texas. Yes, Joanna Gaines reached out and said, "I like your work. Can we? Do you want to work together? Basically, you look and then like they a get this show. you look like a Christian couple that would do well on TV. They're the perfect HGTV couple. They're white. They're straight. They're married. The wife looks like." She's very Christian, but she probably bullied you in high school. And the husband looks like... Bobby, both things can be true. Paul Bunyan became a pomade salesman. You could be that's Christian. What they, that's the idea. And bully me in high school. <laughs> FYI. Of course. That's a tenet of Christianity is bullying. So the... I can say that. I can say that. Um. Anyway. I can so, too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you can say it. You're, you're free to say it. Okay. So they reach out to this couple and they're like, hey, do you want to do this? Because HTV already has their new golden babies, the, the Napiers whatever so joanna and chip Gaines think that andy and candace meredith are going to be the new hot couple on the magnolia network not including them joanna and chip Gaines. hi we're andy and candace meredith we love when we get a new house to work on we do it together whole time Bye. our family's pretty crazy i don't know what we were thinking with everybody everybody says the word <laughs> crazy but when we got married andy had three boys and i had three boys so together we had six boys and everyone's like oh that's so cute and we're like yeah it's so cute you know what we should do we should have a baby together we could probably use therapy but for now we'll have to settle for color being our therapy but Cut to January 5th when the Magnolia Network launches. What show is not among those shows? 
Andy and Candace's big, much-hyped show, which was getting tons of coverage, pre-premiere coverage, and people, homework. Two words, homework. Why? Because their clients, some of the people whose houses they renovated in the span of filming the show, complained very loudly and very convincingly on Instagram and were like, this couple fucked up my house, either fucked up my house, over over-promised, under-delivered, made me spend tens of thousands of dollars more than I was told, and ultimately just did a really shitty job renovating but my house. But can I just say a quick thing? The hmm. the uh, This kind of undercurrent of the work that you saw on TV wasn't as good as it actually looked on television, that's mm-hmm. always been a thing with these. That's always the case. Because you yeah. always hear about, oh, extreme home makeover, the work exactly. was shoddy because they did so fast. I saw this uh, TikTok of a girl whose house was done on Queer Eye this season, and she said, you know, there was sawdust everywhere, and like that's what mm-hmm. happens when you do renovation in just a week. Things are not as like perfect as they seem. Cleaned this up. is This is like... There is always a little bit of whispers around this being the case, you know, like as Bobby always points out to me, when Chip and Joanna do somebody's house, they fill it with their furniture and then they take the furniture out. Staging furniture. (laughs) So like, I'm just saying like the secret, the the magic of TV is always there, but this is to, to be accused of this or for it to be like this is like one step further. It's like always what we know we could fall into, but haven't quite touched yet. Like. They always the producers always fix things like this where it's mm-hmm. like it something happens. But these two were actually doing like shoddy work, going over budget, just like being a full mess, you know. Mm-hmm. And there were, and I but I think even though yes they were going over budget allegedly, they're claiming that they didn't do anything wrong. Like they've released statements on Notes app via Instagram oh, I bet that are they like, have. oh, I'm gonna quote uh, Andy and Candace. <laughs> That's their Instagram, Andy and Candace. Candace spelled C-A-N-D-I-S, which makes me just want to shoot myself to the moon, but let's move on. We've seen stories that have been (laughs) circulating. Oh, sorry. Misspelled. We've seen stories that has been circulating. Imagine not proofreading your notes up apology. And although we cannot speak for anyone but ourselves, we can say that we have always tried to give everything we have to make anyone we work with happy. We will never take away their truth and how they are feeling. We can only say that there are two sides to every story. And while we chose not to go public with our truth, because we know how hurtful this feels, we understand that only hearing one side can paint a negative picture, okay? There, this is a rebuttal to this, this thing that I've never seen before. And I think the thing is, what Lindsay was saying which was this happens all the time in the world of home renovation television. Uh, We don't know the thing about this that makes it unique is that the people who complained, the people who complained did it tremendously. Like I've never seen complaining like this. I've never seen Instagram used like this. Well, it's also like the woman who is complaining. Um, Her name is uh, Aubrey Benenson. Benenson? Benenson? They're minor influencers. Aubrey. She says, right, this is another problem. Don't choose people who are good at social media. to Don't choose people with platforms. They're good at at complaining. Um, I don't mean this to be salacious or sensational, not vindictive or malicious. Uh, A little vindictive. But if that was the case, I would have shared (laughs) it two years ago. I shared after two years, they're being celebrated and promoted while the people they heard along the way okay when when this episode airs she's convinced that when my episode of this show airs it's going to make me look happy with what they did to my house and they did and the truth is that i was miserable and they're they're going to get the benefit of the doubt they're going to get the nice edit and i'm going to be 
And it's so fucked um, up. Presented as someone who was happy. And I'm she's not. She's saying, I'm speaking up because there are other homeowners who, after 18 months of stalled construction and some pressure from Magnolia, ultimately settled and have been silenced, while others are still left paying the second mortgage for the loan that they wholly handed over to Candace and Andy. Like, they took out mortgages on their house to pay for this bullshit for TV for them with Magnolia not footing the bill, not helping at all. I think that that's, that's the second. So what, what she's basically saying is that it seems like she's reached out to a lot of people who were participants on homework. And a lot of them were like, it wasn't perfect, but like, we're just not going to say anything. She found clearly one, at least one other couple who was willing to say, I was fucked as well because they both had the exact same Instagram release strategy where they threaded their story over a series of many, many Instagram grid posts. Amazing. And they did this thing where the grid, they, their it, cover image on the carousel was one, the two, number three, one. Four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then hers was, I think, 15 stories. But the carousel, each individual carousel for part one, two, three, four, whatever part of the story, God. underneath the numbers was like, uh, accompanying photos of the damage that was done or the improper Do not installations fuck that happened. With influencers. influencers. Like, no. Don't that's fuck the with ultimate Don't fuck here. with women who know how to use Instagram. That's the bottom like, line of this story. <laughs> like if if these two people, if Chip and Joe, if my parents bought a house on Waco and they got Chip and Joanna to do their house. Pray they never. And my parents were unsatisfied. Oh God, if my parents moved to Waco, I'm <laughs> taking myself out of the family. <laughs> I'm never talking to them again. <laughs> Uh, so if my parents went to Waco and Chip and Joanna did their house and they did an unsatisfactory job, how the fuck are my parents going to actually, my parents have no online presence. My parents have no way of saying like, I'm really unhappy in a way that people are going to notice. The people here had minor to moderate platforms. But it's a double-edged sword, right? Like having these people on the show, they'll promote it and you want them to do that. But the double-edged sword is that when things go bad, they're going to promote it. The, the bad stuff they're going to promote. And obviously mm -hmm. it worked because these, uh, they're not airing these episodes. The show's gone. They're not airing these episodes. When you, click on the, when you click on the link to the show, you literally get like a 500 error. It goes, oh no, something went wrong <laughs> on the Magnolia Network I feel, I knew that the I knew that they don't pay for the renovations, but it's like People go on these shows because the opportunity to work with the renovators who are like famous from TV and like good at their right. jobs ultimately. Like, you know, the, the Chip and Joanna are, are good at what they do, right? You like, like Joanna's aesthetic. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, they do good work. The problem is they do fast work and that's shoddy work. And ultimately, I feel like even if you're desperate to be on TV and work yeah. with Chip and Joanna, like it's not your best like idea to go with them. I also love one of the one of the renovations started on January 6th, 2021. <laughs> Oh God! So Great her day. Instagram story goes. I remember January sixth being such an exciting day oh, um, um, because they were gonna like start doing the floors in their house. Anyway, yikes. that's just funny, sad poetry. All right. But the the thing about this that I find pretty valuable is is exactly that that monetary stuff because I think it's they never explain. No. You have to just sort of know how the sausage is made to you know how the sausage free. is made. You assume it's free, but no, all of these shows no. like Fixer Upper, you're paying these people to do it. Yeah. It's so bleak. There's something like someone, the New Yorker's going to write about this. Someone is going to talk about how this is like a perfect encapsulation of like the housing, not even housing crisis, the renovation crisis in America, where like everyone is constantly comparing themselves to the people on HGTV. So like these houses are perpetually under construction and it's like, it's so weird and it's this sort of mentality that makes you want to take out a second mortgage so that you can pay for renovations so you can get your house done by who like a bunch of fools on tv Let's, all right uh moving on okay. 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 Yeah. 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 are we about to get it just a little
little hot and sweaty in this hoop. Baby. Ladies, let's go. Soldiers, let's Dolls. go. Let me talk to y'all and just, you know, give you a little situation. Listen. Listen. You see the get hot every time I come through when I step up in the spot. Make the place sizzle like a summertime cookout. Proud for the best chick. Yes, I'm on the lookout. So banging, shorty like a belly dancer with it. Smell good, pretty skin, so gangster with it. No chicks, only diamonds under my sleeve. Give me the number, but make sure you holler before you, you leave. Like me. Everyone, loosen up your buttons because we're going to talk about the Pussycat Doll. Our tour was just under the line of getting canceled, too. Like, I can I relate I mean, to this. We really lu- no, we lucked out. That's oh, wait, all it was. Are you we kidding? Like... I don't think we would have made it past uh, December fifteenth in terms of in terms of no. being on tour. We I think we ended. When was our last oh, date? Like December third or something? Yeah, like I remember being in Minneapolis and hearing the word Omicron for the first time. <laughs> you were like, I gotta get out of here, and no. I was like, I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> and look at you, you didn't die at all. So I can relate. I'm saying I can relate to this. So Pussycat Dolls. It's really sad. I do think it is funny that people have been, the Pussycat Dolls had their, had their like reunited single. Literally like. React. The day, like, like right before COVID happened. Why don't you miss me around like you're supposed to? You're turning me cool because I'm just wanting you to react. They, the timing of that was so unfortunate that you really do have to feel a little bad for everyone involved. Not Nicole, but everyone else who was like waiting for this moment. They finally got it together. Nicole agreed to do it. We have a song. The song is good. That song is the good. The song is really good. <laughs> okay. And I, I would say really but the good. Narrative, but good. the narrative of this was just very cool. It was, act, it was inspiring in the way that a lot of things think that they're inspiring, but they're not. Where it's like all of these women who are in their mid to late 40s, basically, a lot of them are coming back together to like revisit their girl group and they created a really good song together like that's pretty cool that's like it's like spice girls wish they could do that uh, i mean uh in a way sure yes none of them can ever agree you know right and but also what's what's helpful about the pussycat dolls is that it's a forever transforming lineup so as long as you have nicole and like some of the girlies you recognize it didn't <sighs> Then you're fine. But I do remember them performing React somewhere and being like, wow, look at them all go. Like, this looks great. And yeah. like, it looks like everyone's having a nice time. Anyways, that t- the nice time didn't last because of COVID. They had to cancel it. And then the the tour that they were supposed to go on, they're supposed to go on this big world tour. Of course, the dream of that like quickly faded away because uh-huh. uh, it was delayed. It was delayed. It was delayed. And now finally, there is an announce- announcement that it is canceled. But guess who prom- yeah. who posted the cancellation first? That's right, Nicole Scherzinger. And guess who didn't know about the cancellation? That's right, the other Pussycat Dolls. Once again, this is unbelievable that this keeps happening. So she pr- she promotes it. She puts on her story. Thank you so much. With the ever uh, evolving circumstances surrounding the pandemic, I understand the decision uh, that the tour dates had to be canceled. I've invested a huge amount of time, creative energy, and my own finances remember that into the bringing this project back to life and while i am naturally incredibly saddened by this decision i am also very proud of what we were able to achieve in the short amount of time we had together before COVID. i mean sure a single a few performances on tv right i can't put into words the amount of time blah 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 stay healthy love and blessings nicole okay then you have two of the other pussycat doll girlies uh let me actually what are their names jess they released a joint statement but i mean it's jess and carmen Carmit. Jessica Sutta. And Carmit Bashar. 
Yes. There's also Ashley Rock. There's also some other girls, but Carmen Bashar two. and Jessica released the joint statement, like with a joint selfie. So they want to say, they say, we are incredibly disappointed to learn of an announcement made on Instagram that the Pussycat Dolls reunion is canceled, tours reunion as of now, that the Pussycat Dolls reunion tour is canceled. As of now, there has been no official notification of that. Either way, it seems as though the end of a chapter, it's the end of a chapter to an incredible life-altering experience oh my god filled with some awesome memories that we will forever be grateful for to the fans we love you blah 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 it's out of our control we had big dreams for this brand to expand especially creating music so that all our voices could be heard right because finally they were gonna like let them sing (laughs) well what i was gonna say was the reason you were having a hard time reading that is because it's black on pink it's so hard to read (laughs) this is it's giving me a migraine at least at least Nicole Scherzinger had the decency to put black on white. You know, like I could read Nicole Scherzinger's statement. I can't read Carmen and Jessica's. Okay. So then you have those two statements. Then you have Robin Anton's statement. Don't forget, uh, the Pussycat Dolls is a uh, girl group created by Robin Anton. Robin Anton. Who created the burlesque show that then became the Dolls. The Pussycat. So she posts... And this is, once again, black on pink. Which is... But it's easier to read than the other one for some reason. Myself and the girls have been waiting on the rescheduled reunion tour dates for a long time. All of us working so hard to make it happen. We have been so excited to go out and connect with fans and give them what they deserve. All of us have made personal and financial sacrifices, but that's what it takes to be a team player in a quote-unquote band. (laughs) You're not a band. You're a group. (laughs) Well, she wrote, quote unquote, band. Let's not forget there are five other members of this group who I care for deeply and deserve to be heard. Oh, God. To all of our beautiful fans, we'll see you soon. We love you. They're a truce situation. I just hope one day they see the light, which means this is clearly a response to Nicole's Mm -hmm. message, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And if you you know what's going on, as our friend Steven was like, this is crazy considering Robin is suing Nicole. (laughs) So, like... Yes. The backstory behind all this is that before this tour was officially kind of canceled as it is now, Robin was suing Nicole for not wanting to do the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and not because and for of COVID. demanding to have like 75% of <laughs> right. everything. Not because of COVID, because of creative control. Once again, yes. Nicole was like, I am the Pussycat Dolls. And even though you put us together, they can't exist without me, which Honestly, no matter how much you let the other girls sing, is still very clear. Like, it's still mm-hmm. very much evident that she is the doll. So Robin Anton goes to Live Nation and she goes, I want to do a Pussycat Dolls reunion tour. And Live Nation goes, that's a great idea. Here's $600,000 to get it going. Then COVID happens. In the middle of all of this, whenever they're deciding, oh, well, we need to come back. We've been delayed for two years. Nicole, like, what are you thinking? Nicole goes, I'll do this, but I want 75% of Pussycat Dolls worldwide. And I also want complete creative control. And then Robin Anton's like, I don't want to give you 75% of PC worldwide. And Nicole Scherzinger goes, well, then I don't want to do this tour. And then Live Nation goes, I don't like where this is going. You guys can't agree. Give me the $600,000 back. And Robin Anton is like, I don't want either. I don't want to give you the $600,000 back or I don't have the $600,000 anymore. Which is weird because did this Nicole- come before or after the single? Must have been after. Like, must have been after the single. The single must have been like proving it. Nicole, right? Like, oh, we have the single. The single did well. We're going on tour. Mm-hmm. Give me a, yeah. uh, give me a advance on our tour. That was like collateral or whatever. I wonder if Nicole even knew the advance was being given to Robin. <laughs> in that. So way. now Robin's like, Nicole, you owe you owe part of that six hundred thousand dollars too. And Nicole's like, absolutely <laughs> no, not. I didn't. So Nicole's lawyer is now saying, prior to Nicole's involvement. Trading on Nicole's name without her consent 
Robin borrowed and spent $600,000. Again, these are allegations from Nicole's lawyer, so take them with a grain of salt. Robin borrowed and spent $600,000 from Live Nation that she won't or can't repay. Nicole has invested her own funds in excess of $150,000 in support of a potential PCD reunion that has now been made impossible by Robin's actions, including the public release of the group members' confidential financial information. Robin so, fucked up, I have to say, because now the tour is I think ending Robin fucked up. because of COVID. <laughs> And it seemed like it was going to end anyways because of this disagreement. But either way, now Nicole gets her way because tour isn't happening, right? And maybe she's out mm-hmm. 100K, but uh, she's not She's not on the line. Robin's going to try and prove she's on the line for 600K. Oh, you wanted creative control? Well, you got, you're got yeah. you're an executive producer. Now you're responsible. And then Nicole's like, absolutely not. And I think, like, it's sort of, it's a little team no one here, but... It's it more sort of team seems Nicole. Like Nicole at, it seems like Robin made a made a bet and lost. Yeah. And that sucks. That just happens. It's just funny because when you're like, does do the pussycat need pussycat dolls need Nicole more than Nicole needs the pussycat dolls? I would say it's close, but they need her slightly yeah. more than she needs them. Slightly yeah. more. But I think yeah. she does need that name associated with hers for like to do stuff. And obviously that's never happening again at this rate. But they need her slightly more to exist yeah. than she needs them. And maybe 75% of PCD is asking for a little much, but she definitely deserves 60, <laughs> you know? like They're not going on tour without her. Well, they're not going on her, tour no. at all, but they're not going on tour There's without no her. There's no draw. And she, as a solo entity, obviously can still sing and perform and has a name. She does hosting. She does, you know, she's she's on the panels. She does whatever. So yeah, maybe, you know, yeah. but I will say she's in terms on Annie of... Live. <laughs> right. So like, actually, maybe she, they need more lot more than she needs them at this point yeah the pussycat dolls thinking about the pussycat dolls made me want to make a quick little quiz game about the other pussycat dolls we know so much about nicole scherzinger we talk about her constantly on this show so i made uh in in lieu of going over the other pussycat dolls i made a quiz about them i'm gonna start with the pussycat doll who quit in 2010 and never returned okay so which of the og pussycat dolls quit in 2010 and never returned karmit bashar Ashley Roberts, Melody Thornton, or Kimberly Wyatt? Melody Thornton. Correct. She left in 2010, and all of them left in 2010, but they all came back in 2019 except Melody Melody Thornton. Thornton. Okay. What was Melody Thornton's debut EP called? It's an acronym. Q-W-E-R-T-Y, P-O-Y-B-L, I-D-G-A-F, or (laughs) R-O-Y-G-B-V? One's Roy Biv. (laughs) Yeah, Roy Biv, I don't give a fuck, QWERTY, and P-O-Y-B-L. QWERTY! Okay, uh, the first, the P-O-V-Y-B, because I don't, it's going to be one P-O-Y-B-L, of them. P-O-Y-B-L, yes. Yeah. Um, when I found out what P-O-Y-B-L stood for, I watched a video from Vlad.tv in which Melody Thornton explains the meaning. What um, is it? Before what I, is it? What before is it? I reveal, before I reveal what the acronym means. What is it? Which of these is Thornton's explanation? Quote, I will show people I paint with all the colors of the wind. <laughs> Quote, I will show people I don't pay attention to the haters. Quote, I will show people I stand for the underdog. Or I will show people I was at the top of my class at Mavis Beacon teaches typing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. B, B, haters. No, it's I will show people I stand for the underdog. Oh. P-O-Y-B-L means, can you guess? I can't give you an- I can't give you options. P-O-Y-B-L. Just, where does your mind go? People, uh, pay. Uh, pay. Nope. <laughs> give me the first word, please. Piss. <laughs> Wait, piss? Piss. P-I-S-S is the first word. Piss? Piss. Piss on your... (laughs) That's right. Piss on your... (laughs) Piss on your blacklist. 
And what this means, what according to it? Melody Thornton, was it? that she, she was blacklist is as in VIP list. Like, oh, oh like, you're not on the blacklist. Like, fuck you're you. not like black card. You know, maybe Nicole Scherzinger is on the blacklist and she gets into the party, but Melody Thornton doesn't. Now let's move on to Jessica Sutta. Which of these movies did Jessica Sutta not appear in? A, from Justin to Kelly. B, Bad Boys 2. C, Malibu's Most Wanted. Or D, Bully. <laughs> Bully. No, she was not in Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh. Okay. Jessica Sutta released a solo EP in 2016. What was it called? A, Feline Resurrection, B, Life Number 10, C, Kitty Likes to Scratch, or D, Making Biscuits. <laughs> B? No, it was called Feline Resurrection. No! Yes, yes. <laughs> Yet true or false, this is a lyric from the title track of Feline Resurrection. You can say bye to this pretty cat's meow. This pussycat learned to growl. Itty bitty cat you just can't handle. Motherfucker, I'm queen of the jungle. <laughs> True. Is that whole thing a lyric? True. That's true. I'm not that good. You can't write stuff like that. Okay, let's move on to Kimberly Wyatt. She's been on a lot of reality competition shows, but which one did she win? She was on all of these, but which one did she win? Celebrity Game Night, Storage Hunters, colon, a celebrity special, (laughs) The Jump, or Celebrity MasterChef? Celebrity MasterChef. Correct. Which of these dishes was not on her award-winning meal. This is the the meal that won. Wow, which this of these quiz courses? Is good. Okay. Which of these courses? You wrote did this she while I was getting for? my inspection yeah, update. Yeah, I wrote this. Wow. This took this took a while to write, actually. No, I know. A, seafood soup. B, loin of lamb. C, cheesecake. Or D, a can of fancy feast. <laughs> which one wasn't, or which one was? Which one wasn't? A can of fancy food. Yes, yes. She won with a seafood soup, loin of lamb, and a cheesecake. Delicious. Okay. Let's move on to Ashley Roberts. Which West End debut of an American musical did she star in Whoa. like a few years ago? Okay. Waitress, oh. Fun Home, oh. School of Rock, or Dear Evan Hansen? <laughs> Waitress. Yes, she was Dawn. Cool. One of the leads. What was the peak position of Ashley Roberts' debut solo album, Butterfly Effect, on the UK albums chart? The peak position. Number four, number 19, number 65, or number 159? 65? No, 159. Oh. Okay, let's move on to Carmit Bashar. Which of these music videos did she not appear in as a background dancer, like well before the Pussycat Dolls? Okay. Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. Pretty Fly for a White Guy by The Offspring. Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Or One Week by The Bare Naked Lady. <laughs> Which of these was she not in? One Week? <laughs> No, she was not in Oops, I Did It Again. She's she was in, in One, week, one week and Pretty Fly. Yes. <laughs> she was a backing vocalist for a very themmy singer after the Pussycat Dolls broke up temporarily. Which singer was she a backing vocalist for in 2010? Nora Jones, Alicia Keys, Macy Gray, or Willa Ford? Alicia Keys. No, Macy Gray. Oh, um, okay. She's all over that 20th and album. Okay. Okay. Last question. Simply because this Pussycat Dolls song always makes me laugh when I think about it. They released a remix to Jai Ho, the song from Slumdog Millionaire. Of course, Millionaire. we all know um, this, yes. Okay, what was the parenthetical, okay? Oh. It was called, their version was called Jai Ho, oh, parentheses. I know this. What was in the parentheses? Was it my winner, my lover, my destiny, or my kitty? My destiny! My destiny! <laughs> All right. You did pretty well. That was a hard I don't know if I did really well, but that's okay. That's okay. I just 
sucked so much oxygen out of the room talking about the Pussycat Dolls. Lindsay, let's talk about something close to your heart. The Sweet Valley High Twins. Look back down in a crowded hall. You see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere? A reflection. One always calls out to you. The other shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley? to be so sweet this is a, this is like a people st- well first of all it's like a people story to a t people was salivating at the bit getting this Who's exclusive but they, pregnancy they, nostalgia it's everything it's all it's the only thing it's missing Lindsay, is food if they were like right. had some food element if one of them had like a special diet it'd be everything that's or a pet a pet. Oh my god, a pet. You're um, right. But this goes in the baby section, so I guess they don't need a pet because they have a separate section for that. It would be confusing. Okay, so the Sweet Valley High Twins, I feel like, is a very nostalgic two actresses who are twins. Obviously, they started off as the never Double Mint it. Twins, which is like uh-huh. hilarious to me. You never watched Sweet Valley. I'm not sure a yeah. lot of people watch Sweet Valley, but the reference that I think people our age would know is that one of them, Brittany Daniel, was the seductress in Dawson's Creek early seasons. Did you ever, mm-hmm. do you know who? I didn't, I wasn't a Dawson's oh Creek my person God. either, but okay. I'm familiar, I'm familiar with And to them. Timmy, and probably to you too, Brittany, the girl who played the seductress in Dawson's Creek, was also in White Girls. White Chicks. White Chicks. <laughs> Famously was in White Chicks. I'm quoting Timmy, Brittany is iconically in White Chicks as Marlon and Damon Wayans' rival and sister to Jamie King. AKA one half of the Sweet Valley High twins. They're identical. Okay. And Sweet Valley High, the show is based on the books, right? Like that yes. was because you either okay. were kind of a Babysitters Club girly or a Sweet Valley High girly or both. But like they were, were both. Mm, but I didn't really read those books. I more I watched the show uh, when it was on a little no. bit. But I more was I was a Babysitters Club because I love okay, entrepreneurship, true. as you know. Like to this day, <laughs> <That's> true. <It's laughs> like true. to it this true. day, I love entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, which is actually funny thinking about that. Like, I love to show, I love books about a small business. Like, of course I did. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Anyways, Brittany learns she may not be able to have children due to her fight with stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma per people. That's when her sister Cynthia Mm -hmm. stepped in to donate her own eggs so that Brittany and her husband Adam Tooney could have a child of their own. Their daughter was born on October 24th, 2021. This week, the actresses discussed their heartwarming journey with people. Quote, I saw it as a simple gift that I could give to her. I know Brittany would do it a split second for me, and we've always shared everything, so why not this? So nice. So sweet. Cynthia is now a photographer. Brittany acted longer than Cynthia did. Cynthia just did basically Sweet Valley High and then a few things after, and then became a photographer. But it's funny, Mm -hmm. because Cynthia is married to a guy who's currently on Yellowstone. So he's like vaguely kind of a big star, because that the Yellowstone world is like very popular amongst a very certain, you know, the only people watching TV, they're all watching Yellowstone. (laughs) Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser, yeah. Um, Which I recognized his face. And she has a photography business, and Brittany still kind of acts. The other funny thing is they're both appearing, though, in the Disney remake of Cheaper by the Dozen, the one with Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union. That's like, oh, that's was announced. Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, so they're both in that. Who knows how? And they both share a very Eva Amore Martino vibe, co-authored lifestyle blog called Sweet Collection, which I thought was like selling product. It's just a blog. Yeah. Which I found fascinating. 
And they have things like six ways to show your gratitude on Thanksgiving, you know? And I think most importantly is what you began this with. Like it is, this is the most people.com catnippy thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it ticks so many boxes. I'm sure someone at people like short circuited. It's so (laughs) sweet. I mean, it's so sweet. The fact that they are related to Yellowstone too is just too much. It's too much to handle. It's heartwarming. I know. It's just funny that in some worlds, her husband is like extremely famous. Because again, the only people watching TV are watching Yellowstone, apparently. All of them. Mm -hmm. Because it has ratings that are wild. 10 million weekly viewers. Crazy. 10 million. Crazy. 10 million. Single-handedly holding up Viacom as a a company (laughs) is Yellowstone. Seriously. Kevin Costner putting in all the work. Paramount Plus, it's on the back of Yellowstone. (laughs) Right? There, it's Paramount Plus. I can't believe it. No, I can't. I cannot believe the number of people who watch Yellowstone. It blows my mind. Okay, anyways... That's the. That's I will it. never be one of them. <laughs> that's it. That's great. No, I'm happy. This is a nice. This is a nice story to have in here. Double double your refreshment. Double double your enjoyment. Oh no, single gum double freshness in mouth like double mint, double mint gum. Double double your refreshment. Double double your delight. Oh no, single gum double freshness in mouth like double fresh. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita's relationship with Taika Waititi continues to be the best thing she's ever done. Number one, because she seems genuinely happy with him. Right. I seems think like it's, a really good relationship. I think you're right. Thank you for putting that number one. Number one, she likes it. Number one, she's having fun. She really likes it. <laughs> number one, I think she's actually in love with him. But but the Rita Ora relationship narrative that we usually get is like, oh, she was spotted with this guy and they're and there's never anything super intimate. Like they're they're strolling through Notting Hill, right? Like they're walking somewhere, or they were spotted I, leaving. Like I do think that a Rita restaurant. loves a collaborator. Like she loves to like mm-hmm. fuck a collaborator. It's like Andrew Watt, mm-hmm. the guitarist she was working with musically, or like the music Some video the director, or yeah. like whatever. Like I think that she loves somebody who works as hard as she does. But I think she's finally found somebody who is works as hard as she does on a whole different level. So she can like Mm -hmm. level up alongside him and Mm -hmm. is willing to quote unquote level down to do bullshit with her, a.k.a. That's my jam on NBC, which is a game show that uh, Jimmy Fallon hosts. And I think what I mean by level down, it's still like a pretty big platform. It just means that why is Taika Waititi, who's like kind of a famous director who should be off doing directing things on a silly comedy TV show with his girlfriend? Why? Because he loves her and he's loves attention. <laughs> it's just it's just so funny that like I think that there are very reasonable arguments on either side um as to who which of the two of them is dating up. <laughs> like it If you've been I, listening I to this podcast, argument. you would argue that she's that he's dating up, but also you'd argue that she's dating up. Like you would Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like I, I genuinely don't know which one I believe. We're gaslighting you into being confused when the obvious answer is that she's dating up, but we're this podcast is meant to confuse you, you know? But I think I think it wouldn't surprise me that <laughs> both of them think that they're dating up. <laughs> both of them independent independently and privately. 
the unspoken thing of their relationship. That's the gorgeous illusion of the relationship is that they both yeah. want to date up and they both think that they're dating up. When fact. But only one of them's dating up. <laughs> Objectively, only what I'm dating up, and so, we're not going to tell you who the answer is. Their episode of That's <laughs> no. My Jam airs literally tonight, so we can't talk about it because it hasn't aired yet. I guess we'll talk about it next week, but they did show a clip of Rita doing like one of the gags, and I have to say, if anyone is made She's for this good. type of TV, it's fucking Rita Ora. One, because you forget she can sing well, because every time you see her, she's like doing something else that's not singing. And some people are seeing her for literally the first time ever at every yeah, point. truly. So they're like, oh, she's a good voice. <laughs> and also she's goofy. God, like, it's like every time she's Rita Ora goes on TV, I assume that some there's some a few people out there, actually a lot of people out there, who see her like the way that my mom saw Gaga when she did that Thanksgiving special a few years ago, when my mom was like, wow, that Lady Gaga has a really good voice. She didn't know. Mm -hmm. She just hadn't really thought about it's it. It's like when Gaga goes on Stern, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she bring and she rolls her piano in, and Howard Stern's like, "You're so fucking incredible. Yeah. I can't fucking believe right. how good your fucking voice is." And a lot is. of people like, go, Howie. "Oh, it's the rah rah, the rah rah Gaga girl. She has a great voice." Rah rah. <laughs> this rah rah bitch. What is that? What is that joke? <laughs> But you know what I mean. I think every time Rita yeah, Ora yeah. does something like this that involves her singing, people go, oh, "Singer." <laughs> Well, you should play even in the clip of she her singing uh, Since You've Been Gone. She sounds great. Yeah. And I think the audience is like, huh. Here's the thing. We started out friends. It was cool, but it was all pretend. Since you've been gone. Moving on, because we don't have a lot of time for this one, I want to skip this, but I do want to say Rita Ora is back. The Masked Singer UK is airing now, so we're getting a lot of Aura, Rita Ora content. You don't want to talk about their his and hers bathrooms no. in a private infrared sauna? Well, Elena, you know Elena got that. She had to get that out. She had to get that right to the Daily Mail. She said, please publish mm -hmm. this because we stayed for free and we're not paying for it. Anyways, mm -hmm. she's now on the Masked Singer UK <laughs> and everybody's mad at her because she's doing the funny thing where she her guesses are like, insane her guesses are like is that zendaya and everyone's like no it's clearly not zendaya on mass singer uk <laughs> she's just like but being that's a full that's idiot to do i know and she's like she's totally being an idiot though i get it but i they must be encouraged to do that sort of stuff it's like but i bet they're told to like pepper it in don't make it the majority of your guesses and she's like fuck you i'm gonna make it the majority of my guesses i have a feeling that rita just doesn't know any of the uk celebrities anymore and like is kind of just like guessing other celebrities because she doesn't know because chris hemsworth uh, russell crowe <laughs> right like she's taika waititi right no exactly though when it's like the answer yeah. is like it's the host of of like the weather for like wkj in like birmingham sorry i don't know anything about how that works but you know what i mean the reveal she said <laughs> wait her guesses she's out of her mind her guesses have been zendaya nicholas cage and ellen degeneres <laughs> She's unbelievable. Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen. And guess who it was? Chandelier was revealed to be soul singer Heather Small. And Snow Leopard was unveiled to be Gloria Hunniford. Who are these people? I don't know. I'm sure they are people, but I don't know them. Rita is guessing that it is Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen. Heather Small, singer of my favorite song of all time, Proud. Oh, is that who? What have you done today to oh, make you feel proud? Okay, so That's I guess, Heather Small. Yeah, well, yeah, that song rules. Rita thought it was Ellen DeGeneres, okay? Rita said Ellen she DeGeneres. She thought Heather Small was Ellen DeGeneres? She's, <laughs> she's copping this pod because you They like that. use it at the Olympics or something? Yeah, yeah they were like, come up. It's the song of the Olympics or Isn't something. is that a song that was like, it was a Queer Eye. It was used on Queer Eye too, I think. Queer as folk. Queer as folk. We talked about this. <laughs> 
anyways, that's great. Congratulations <laughs> to everyone involved. We're done. We, can we Thank please be done? Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Um, so I got to go to the airport soon-ish. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Uh, support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord, and more. Really loving the Discord lately. Loving the long episodes. People use them to clean, which is a li- we're talking Are you about like checking on the Discord? I got to check in more. Like, yeah, I was on the Discord a lot yesterday when chatting. I was just on the couch. Cool. Yeah, we were talking about the lost daughter on the oh Discord. Oh, you were talking? You were chatting? Uh, oh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We've been getting some really good ones lately. Love to keep up the momentum there. And Spotify. And, like, just to and Spotify? Just rate us. Just click, yeah, click you like us. Give us five stars. It'd be really nice. You did. If you made it this far, you're giving us five stars. And we'll see you on Friday. Call in. Call in. Oh, thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for writing our theme song. And thank you to Timmy, our research assistant, for researching and assisting and being the best. Bye. What have you done today? make you feel. You will say that. They want to know. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Naomi premieres tonight, or you can stream free tomorrow on The CW app.